Well, hello, friends, and however you are listening to this episode of On Grace, we're really glad that you're here. Right before we started, Megan Davidson, who's sitting in for Wayne Hunter today, looked at me and said, I'm not going to look at you and laugh during the podcast. No, I said I'm not going to look at you because I will laugh during the podcast. That's what I said. So if you're going to call me out, do it right. So this is Wendell. I'm the adult in the room. And I'm neither laughing nor I'm laughing. We're going to have fun today. Hope, glad you're here. Take it away, Megan. Yes, we are. And so um, today, JB and I and Wendell and I, we are talking about a struggle that I've had. And that is with my uh, addiction I guess you could call it that, to social media, some problems and some things I'm struggling with. Um, I have a family, I have friends, and one of the things that I've caught myself or realized is that I am struggling with not being present with those that are around me because I'm trying to keep up with those who are on social media. So today, I think we're just going to sort of unpack this, you know, social media and like, The ways that we can do it graciously, I think, is sort of how we set it up. And so I need you all to help me out. What you got? Well, one thing we talked about before we got started was um, we're not going to go back to horse and buggy. We're going to drive cars, even though cars kill way more people than horses and buggies ever did. But we're not going to go back to snail mail and, uh, you know, push-button telephones anymore. We got social media. So we're not, this is what we got. It's a hand we're, we're dealt at this point in our history. So if we're going to do this, like you say, it, it can become very addictive. And it can also become very substitutionary for face-to-face. I can't read your body language. I, I think I hear your tone of voice, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. You, you make a lot of assumptions. but it, 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 So you've got this media where you make assumptions well, you're kind of forced to make assumptions, and you're trying to use it as a substitute for face-to-face, skin-to-skin conversation, shaking hands and, you know. But if we're going to have to do that, it, can we find grace in the way we communicate? Can Can we realize I'm limited on how clear I can be and I'm limited on knowing that I completely understand what you're saying. Where, where does grace fit into that? I, that makes it even more complicated. Doesn't give an answer. Well, I don't know how much I can help because I definitely share uh, the the addiction to to social media. I think one of the things that I'm learning increasingly as I get older when i was growing up or when i was coming through seminary um faith and like christian education was about having the right understanding or having the right answers for the questions that you would ask or the people in your congregation would ask and i'm sure that's still part of it that's important it's important to understand stuff it's important to understand the story of god and who god is But I think increasingly um, being a pastor is about helping people discover God and discover what it means to be human. 
and I promise this is going to make sense. So, and Megan is laughing because she looked at me. <laughs> uh, so, what I am finding with social media is that it is dehumanizing us. Yes. Like collectively, it's 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 dehumanizing us, which is which is odd, I think, because like right when it started, it was this way to connect with folks that you weren't with. Now, increasingly, it's like a way to disconnect you from the people you are with. Um, And yeah, you agreed with me, Megan, which threw me off. And so now I lost lost my point. But it's true that that's what happens. You know, you're sitting next to your spouse on the couch and you're not talking because you're talking to someone or you're liking something or commenting on something from somebody that you'd pass on the street and probably not even stop and say hi to. And so it's like we've t- the relationships that are supposed to be the most important to us are taking a back seat to these. Not I don't know if fake's the right word, but you know this, these relationships that we have with folks that we. I don't I don't know I don't know what you call the relationships with the people that we have on social media. I li- I literally remember party lines. Y'all don't even know what that is, do you? I do know what it is. Where you share a telephone with your neighbor. So I remember that. That's how old I am. And I'm just old school enough to where if somebody starts texting in my presence, I stop talking. And they look at me like, what? And I say, I didn't want to interrupt what you were doing there. I, I'm not going to overtalk your texting. I'm not going to do that. And if it's somebody really close that I feel free to say this, I'll just say, I, I won't be disrespected that way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just disres- I thought we had a conversation going, and now all of a sudden – you're doing that, um, you know, I, I don't want to interrupt that. Go for it. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it, it's sad that you that it has to come to that. We used to make, man, we're going back to Adney Griffith at Barney Five. We used to make apologies when we had somebody sitting on the front porch and the phone rang. I'm really sorry, but I need to go get that. You know, I mean, it was just, it was a, a huge imposition on that conversation to have to go answer the phone. And think about the contrast between that and where we are now. And what you're saying is you're sitting on the couch. You've pledged your heart to this person for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You think about the dynamics of that, and yet you hear the little ding, and boy, i gotta, I got to get to that. It's absurd, but it's reality. It's the world we live in. Yeah. I didn't know that's what you meant by dehumanizing. Is that what you meant by dehumanizing? Uh, yeah, I think so. I think it's dehumanizing on both ends. It's dehumanizing to the person that I'm sitting in front of me. Oh, yeah. The person, I'm si- the person I'm sitting in front of. Yeah. As well as the person that I'm interacting with uh, online. Whether it, whether they're hitting like on a Facebook status or they're favoriting a tweet or liking an Instagram photo or whatever. Um, there's... Like I'm... The the person whose status I'm liking, they're n- they're not getting my full attention, oh, and gotcha. I'm not giving them the, the the best of me. And even like if I you know put a status up, like I'm not being full on um, vulnerable with that typically. And um, I I think there is a certainly a tendency to put on social media what you want people to believe about you rather than 
what is necessarily reality. And so then when I go and look at it, I'm comparing myself to to you, but something that's really not you. Um, so in mm. the comparison, there's there's this dehumanizing, and in the lack of conversation, there's this dehumanizing. A quick a quick story. Um, so uh, I I started Prince of Peace, and um, initially, rather than going to folks that I knew knew the process, I went and got the information that I needed for the process online. And so it became, when I went on my own online to get the information, and this is maybe not social media, but when I went online to get the information, there was no relationship that was built mm. with the information. Mm. Whereas when I went to the folks who had the information, as we exchanged information, as, we, as, as, as the stuff was taught to me, the relationship was built. So this isn't necessarily social media as much as it is just the internet and information without connection. But how much of our status updates, tweets, Instagram photos, etc., is information either without connection or without a false or with a false sense of connection. Like if our greatest desire is to be known and loved mm. and the part of part of you that knows me is fake or the part that you know about me is fake and shallow. Yeah. What, That's what does very dehumanizing. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying now. Huh. See, I treat it's it, my generation, I think, maybe treats this differently than your generation. My generation treats it more. I, well, it's not fair for me to speak for my whole generation, but I know how my wife does. And I know, well, Wayne's not here to speak for himself, but he and I are of the same generation. I kind of know how he handles it. That that it's not so much about likes and dislikes, you know, hitting the up, the thumbs up or the thumbs down button. It's, it's about if, if there's somebody we care about, then you private message them and you say, it's very interesting what you posted. Can I ask you some questions about that? Or can we talk mm -hmm. about that? So you pursue that. And so it's not odd for me to take an hour or so to go back and forth with somebody on Facebook Messenger or texting or whatever. And, and I mean, I even was dealing with one person who assumed that I was angry at them, and they used the word rejection, you know. And I said, okay, what in what I've said made you feel that way? So they unpacked it, and I said, oh, my, no, this is what I meant. And we, we took an hour or two just to get that clear. And I, I said, can we make a deal? Um if I'm ever angry at you, displeased at you, or anything like that, I will say that up front. Never make that assumption. And they wrote back, deal. And I thought, okay, that took an hour or two to get to that place. This is a very tender soul I was dealing with. And you're on Facebook. You're having this conversation via Facebook Messenger. Yes, but we were the only two in the conversation. Right, but you're not having it face-to-face. -face. No, no, no. So it took extra time. To get that level of clarity, I couldn't read any body language. They couldn't read any body language. You think that's supposed to be expedient. If you're going to have real humanizing conversations, it is way less expedient than face to face. <laughs> it is laborious. But in that case, it was worth it Yeah. to just pursue, pursue, pursue until we finally were speaking the same language. 
Megan, I think you, of the three of us, have done probably the best job at using social media not to just talk about dumb stuff like why Jurassic Park is the <laughs> most perfect movie ever made. Which happened to be Jason's latest Facebook post. Because it is incredibly true. <laughs> That'll be next episode. It. You haven't <laughs> seen Jurassic Park? Not the last one. I no, not the, the I'm talking about one? the very first one. Oh, yeah, I was a kid. I watched it at a drive-in in the middle of a storm. Imagine. Now, that would be Imagine cool. being <laughs> at a drive-in. It's storming outside, like old school, you know, and I'm watching it on the big screen. There's thunder and lightning and everything else. That's when I saw it. I was little. Oh, man. No, that's not <laughs> But, Megan, you with The Possible Life have um, – Develop stuff and shared stuff that uh, I think is very constructive and, and very helpful. Yeah, I think that a lot of times you spoke to this earlier about how we try to put what we think people want to see. We want to put this mask on to show on social media. I want everybody to think that my house is clean or that my mm. kid behaves or that me and my husband have the best marriage in the world or, you know, I have the best job, whatever it is. And so one of the things that I've really strived for at The Possible Life is to be very honest and mm -hmm. just like, you know, I don't have my crap together. Just this week I posted about how I'm struggling with this social media thing. And so my my goal or what I hope for is that people can come there and see that, like, one, it's okay to not be okay. I say that a lot. Um, it's okay to not have your crap together. We all don't have it together. The people that you think do don't, they just want you to think that. So they, you know, put this, this show on. Uh, but it's really just an encouraging place for folks to come. So when you are on social media, uh, you can at least get a taste of, like, of something, you know, whatever. I mean, there may be something about – like shame is something that I've talked about a lot on there or fitness or certain products, but I just, it's a, there's a lots of things there, but the gist of it is just, it's a place to go and to be encouraged that you're not alone and that you don't have to have all your crap together because I don't. Yeah. My, I think my favorite video that you've ever posted was the, the most recent one where you sit down and you start <laughs> talking and then, I don't know, maybe five minutes into the video, you're like, Drew, hush. Hey, I'm making a video. <laughs> well, I'm live, and so it's like, what do you do? You know, it's just like, I'm trying not to scream, but like, turn it down. He thinks I'm just on my phone, right? Because I'm on my phone all the time. So, like, what he sees is me on my phone. He doesn't realize what I'm doing. So, I'm just like, stop. But yeah, because it's real life. Your kids come in, you're trying to do something. It's like, hush, sit down, go somewhere. I love my kids. <laughs> just going to say that. But yes. This today is weird. Of all the days we're talking about social media, my phone is going berserk. I'm the old guy in the room, and we keep hearing this beep. beep. There it goes he again. Because he doesn't know how to silence his phone. <laughs> I tried to turn it down. This Wendell, technology is failing him. Wendell, Wendell, we'll, we'll wait. We'll wait for you to get done with that conversation. Yeah, I appreciate that. I'm being so disrespectful to everybody in the room. Well, I mean... So it sounds like you're struggling with, I'm struggling with, we're all struggling with how this is what we've got. So how do we make it gracious? How do, and it's, if you're going to be gracious, you have to be real. You have to be honest. And I think, I don't know if this galls you all or not, but you've got family members and close friends who you know the true status of their life. You know, because they poured their hearts out to you. 
and then they post something, it's the exact opposite on Facebook. And you're like, what? What? You know, this. So what you give that a thumbs up? You, what do you do with that? I you're lying. That. You know, is that your comment? You know, you're lying. You know, you're lying. It's, <laughs> it's just hard to know how to. Where's the grace in that? Where's the humanity in that? For close people, it's uh, it's something that I struggle with more. Or sometimes I just like ignore it and just scroll on. But for other people, I think that there's a time where you know you have to. I read this in a book. Sometimes it's like we have to just assume that the best of the person, right? And so when they when they write something, people get real brave behind the keyboard sometimes, and they post crazy stuff and stupid stuff and things that make me so mad. Um, but then there's some that's like, ah. And so I'm just learning to sort of the grace is to just, you know what, I'm just going to assume that they're doing it the best they can with what they got right now and just move on because it's not my place to – to correct them or to call them out, and I just I just scroll on. It's, it's, it's possible this posturing on social media. It, the posturing is a real easy, more like a risk-free way of watch what I can do. You know, in my imaginary world, watch what I can do. And there's a certain high that's that you get from that. You know, there I said it. I'm Superman. You know, you know you're not, but you say it. I'm Superman. I, my family is super family. My house is super house. And, and there's a high you get out of that that you, if you hadn't posted it, you wouldn't get it. So it does become a, a medication, a drug for our struggling egos. And I don't know. Thanks for hanging out with us here. On Grace, my name is Jason Brown. I've been with Wendell Van Valen and Megan Davidson. You can find more from Megan on Facebook at The Possible Life or at thepossiblelife.com.